Welcome to the Imperial Senate Podcast. Hey there, guys, gals, non-binary pals. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and joining me, as always, is my lovely co-host. It's Claire Stribling. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Happy Kenobi penultimate episode week to us all. And happy Father's Day to everyone. Yeah, happy belated Father's Day by the time that you're listening. But, uh, you know, if you are a dad or you know a dad or... Happy Father's Day. And if you don't, or there's a complicated history of your family or whatever, we do apologize, but also just you know, maybe give thanks to Pedro Pascal instead. Yeah, be thanks, give thanks to our Star Wars daddy. Yeah, the daddy of daddies. True. <laughs> to all you dads or daddies out there. Happy Father's Day. Uh, <laughs> and just a clarification, we're recording earlier, like my time. Which means Claire is very tired, so please do give all thanks to Claire for actually getting up at this time to record hey, how no, much we actually, care about you. You see, actually, it's not that bad as far as my time goes. The problem is I'm picking up extra shifts to do that old Star Wars celebration uh, financial bounce back um, in order to make mm-hmm. sure that I'm good to save a little bit of money and, and go and go to uh to Europe next next April. So that's that's why. It's not the time. The time is usually fine. But I appreciate you. Please give me credit anyway. That's cool. I'll take it. I'll take it. Well there you go. Claire doesn't want any credit. Um should Lies. we dive into <laughs> you like that's oh, your takeaway from that? Really? Okay. Um Praise me more. Yeah, that dive... was the that was the goal here. Praise be. Um, shall we dive into the news that we you know missed this week yeah let's do it it's funny i texted you before we recorded that there was no star wars news and then i checked just to make sure and there was a lot of star wars news so that actually Uh, um i feel like i've missed a lot of star wars news because when you said hey are you ready to dive into the news that was completely bluffing (laughs) i'm like i don't know what we're about to talk about so let's do it (laughs) Well, first of all, I got some local news over here. Um, of course, everything that's been going on in the UK, if you're not into politics, I do apologize, but um, I'm going to get into it. Um, Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, who um, isn't very beloved right now for very good reasons, uh, you know, he's been getting a lot of slack from the opposite party, the Labour Party over here. And the head of the Labour Party is uh, Keir Starmer. And he, they do a thing every week called Prime Minister's Questions, which is when 
both sides can you know give back and forth to each other, make jibes, and you know bring up. It's always it's always a heated discussion, especially nowadays with everything going on. And Sakizdama tried to um, do some jokes this week. Um, did you hear anything about this? I did not. Oh no! Or would you like to hear them? <laughs> oh my god! Okay, are these this Star is Wars a related? Labor leader. This is Labour leader Zakir Starmer going against Boris Johnson. Uh, <laughs> there you go amazing wow yeah. props that was that was pretty good i love a good star wars themed roast session especially at, at our highest levels of government i'm, I'm here for it <laughs> yeah it is cringy but also i kind of liked it because well first of all fuck him um and <laughs> second of all you know the obi-wan jabba jibe amazing just Fantastic, lovely. Also, that well that is written down in like the governmental documents. <laughs> There's these are documents that have been going back thousands of years, Claire. And now Jabba the Hutt is mentioned in one. Jabba the Hutt is is parliamentary canon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm here for it. So yeah, that was the first piece of news this week. So yeah, a little bit of pol- politics news to throw that in the beginning because you know Star Wars isn't about politics, um, but politics is about Star of... Wars apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, the next piece of news: we've got some new Lego sets announced. I don't know if you saw this. No. So we have two new Lego sets announced. The first one is the Justifier from the Bad Batch. It oh. is, yeah, it is the ship we see, and guess which figures we get with that set. <laughs> Who do we get? I'm not, I don't like guessing. You get the whole batch. We get Lego Hunter. Beautiful. Lego Omega. Omega. Fennec Shand. All right, come on. Cad Bane. Oh, and he's little buddy. He's little buddy Toto. Yes! Oh my god, yes! Oh, this is good Star Wars news today. Generally, when we say Star Wars news, I get ready to get sad, but I'm here for it today. Oh my gosh. We get, like, we get Toto minifig? What? Yeah. It's like it's like one of those little ones. I don't know if you saw it when we were at Celebration where they're like, I think it was like with BD1. It's like a little, yeah, just like a little bitty one. stand. Yeah, so yeah. you can't really like it's not poseable, but it's still if you know you can get it with your thing. They, that's what the uh, that's what the Lego Salacious Crumb is like. So I'm not I'm not mad about that. Okay, I already got me one of those in crumb form. So I'm oh that's lovely. That is really that's that's good news over my coffee this morning. 
And then the set I'm really looking forward to, which I've never had one of these in Lego form, and I really wanted one. Um, I never had a well, Hasbro form either, but um, I had one like a mini version of it. Um, it's the ATT Walker. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a new version of that. You get a little um, spider cannon droid. I can't remember what those are called, but um, this actually seems to be an Utapawan set because you get uh, one, two, three, four, um, uh, 230, no, 212 battalion clones. One of them's that, like, sort of weird, not commander, but like a pilot droid. You get three battle droids, and you get a new version of Commander Cody. Look at that. Your boy getting updated, upgraded. Um, yeah, I love him. I know you do. It's because um, you're a weird dude, this- Charlie. Hey, man. Like, he he did good stuff, too. Yeah. That comes Captain Rex is all, you know, he murdered people. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, like... John Gacy did a lot for the community too. He'd dress up as a clown don't for compare, the kids. Don't compare <laughs> a war hero who was brainwashed to a clown murderer. I just wanted to see how you'd react. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's like, it's like me saying, oh yeah, Slash's Crumb. Well, it's funny you like Slash's Crumb, but what do you think about um, a little man called Ted Bundy? <laughs> He was known to laugh from time to time as well. <laughs> yeah, he used to rip people's eyes out. Um, oh, goodness. You no, leave Sally but be yeah, I'm really excited. The set looks really cool. Um, I like that we're getting more prequel sets, not just Clone Wars-based clone sets, does that make sense? Yeah, no, uh, prequel renaissance, baby. Yeah, absolutely. And also, Commander Cody appearing in the upcoming series of The Bad Batch. So, nice yeah. little tie-in. I'm excited. Out. Very, it's a very timely, timely choice, and I'm that's that's true. So I'm I'm excited to see Commander Cody in the Bad Batch, according to the complete trailer that you did not see on the internet, seemingly regretting his ways? Question mark. So you know, yeah, you know, just funny. I actually went back time. and watched the trailer they released, and it's not good. No, the one that we saw was so excellent, and there's so much that's missing, so many extra juicy morsels that they didn't get. Which I thought was very yeah, like, like why you know we're gonna talk about it. Why wouldn't you put Commander Cody in there, being like, I don't know if this is a good thing that we're doing here, buddy, to crosshair. But even that, like, even if you wanted to like keep that secret, which I and don't show it's us weird, but I I get it. <laughs> but it's the way they edited the uh, the actual trailer that came out. Like for me, one of the biggest parts of that trailer was the fact that Darth Sidious is going to be in it, clearly yeah. voiced by Ian McDermott. And it's the first thing they show in the like released trailer. Yeah, very odd. Very strange. But what can you do? What can you do? No. We're not editing the trailers, you know. We're not doing any of that nonsense. Yeah. Don't blame us. Yeah, uh, I didn't Speaking do it. of Lego, though. Uh, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga is the biggest Lego Star Wars game ever. And I still uh, haven't it seems it TT- <laughs> Claire. Claire, Claire, Claire. I need to. Uh, I don't have. I don't have video you has games in time. Up, who has? I'll tell you who has picked it up. Five million people because there's five million players wow. that are playing this game worldwide. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, uh, at LegoCon 2022, the official Star Wars Lego media account revealed that its latest Star Wars game has reached five million players worldwide. 
meaning it's the biggest Lego game launch ever. That's awesome. And then he has a triumphant return, and yeah, all good. I'm glad that... I haven't played... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, I keep jumping in. (laughs) No, go ahead. Go ahead, you're good. Uh, I keep forgetting that I haven't played the sequel trilogy element. Yeah, I haven't played the sequels yet, so I need to get on that. Yeah, you do, says the woman who still hasn't even purchased the game. (laughs) You should stream it. I should stream it. I know it would be fun, and everybody else has already picked it up, so maybe they can, you know, live vicariously through how bad I am. (laughs) I I, I doubt you're going to be bad at a Lego game. (laughs) You don't know that. You don't know that. It's been a while since I played one of these. I'd be, I'd be like disappointed. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that's encouraging me to stream it now. Like, come on now. Tell you what, though, I was playing it. Um, Albert's playing it. My little, my littlest brother, and he was on Albert, New Hope oh, really today. Bad. And he wanted me to do like the a bit. He was stuck on one of the levels, so I did it for him. And I just didn't notice it was the um, the chasm scene, the jumping over. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I didn't realize this because I played it like normally. Like I was driving out Luke for one section on the game when I did that. But if you play as Leia when you're like, and like press the button to like swing across. They switch. I don't know if this is in the. They switch it round so that Luke gives you the kiss. Oh my god, that's funny! <laughs> it's, it's, it's the best. Amazing. It's great. God, those those Lego guys. They know what they're doing. They're they're silly, silly people. I enjoy I enjoy the Lego the Lego group. They are really really silly people. Um, and we get a new trailer for the next um, Lego special next week. Oh my god, really? Yeah, the uh the summer special. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen any images from it. It's um you get to see like Palpatine on the beach wearing like classic Victorian Beautiful uh, summer gear gowns, but you know. Beautiful. Beautiful stuff. Um should we want, should we want some more Star Wars news? So sure. just throwing it all out there. Why not? Uh so the story of the Ronin continues and more from Marvel's September twenty two uh Star Wars comics. That's right, the Star Wars Vision series and Disney Plus brought the galaxy far, far away into the world of anime, with some of Japan's most acclaimed studios telling their own unique tales. The duel followed the mysterious Ronin, a force-sensitive warrior who arrives in a sleepy village just in time to battle a Sith Lord, and the Ronin's adventures aren't over. Lucasfilm publishing a Marvel Surprise fans last month, announcing that Visions will be returning to comics, and the duel will be one of the books that they're focusing on. And they've released some like concept art and like you know everything to do with that, which looks really cool, really exciting, and um, we get a bit more of the Obi Wan series, which I'm really looking forward to because it's been written by Christopher Cantwell, who has been doing a really, really great job with Iron Man. So I'm very, very excited about that. That's a win. That's going to translate so well into the comics. All the Vision stuff. Especially that Ronin, that Ronin story is going to be so interesting in the comics, and the artwork has got to be so cool. I'm I'm excited to see what they do. I like comic yeah. books. It's a controversial statement, but I'm pretty pro comic book. And um, I'm excited about this uh, Mandalorian series that they're doing, like an adaptation. Of yeah, the Mandalorian. that'll be cool too. Because there is a variant cover that I've just seen now, which has made me go excited. Ryan Stegman, one of my favorite artists in the like the current era of comic books, um, has done a really great cover, which looks fantastic. So I'm very excited to see more. 
imagery that comes out of that. Also, the I don't know if you've seen the um, the cover to issue twenty seven of Star Wars, but it's fucking dope. I don't think I have. It's like a bunch of X wings uh, fighting Tie Fighters in an Imperial shuttle, which you know, you know that when that bad boy's in there, I'm sold already. And it's oh, like yeah. a blue, dark blue, light bluish, starry, starry background painted like classic. It's like the um, episode six, episode four poster style. And you see like Luke's face in the background. I think it's like, it could be like, it looks like it's the covers by EMGIS, but it looks very Alex Ross. Um, looks like, it just looks dope. I'll have to look that up. Cause that's how that does sound cool. You know, I'll send you. I'll send you a picture while we're recording because it's it's a pretty cool thing. That's better um, because yeah, I like exerting the minimum amount of effort, so that works great for me. <laughs> <laughs> a class dripping story. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> I'm like, uh... but I'm catching up on comics still. I'm still like behind, so I'm interested to see what your thoughts are. Like the amount of new stuff coming out. Um, and there's a new Afro like cover that dropped recently that looks really interesting with loads of lightsabers. Afra's so freaking good right now. Like, I just... Every new issue, I'm just so sad that there's often, like, a month plus in between issues because I sit there and they leave you on something so freaking juicy that I'm like, why can't I now? But but now, (laughs) it's so freaking good. The whole, like... God, all of the... Everybody that they've brought to this, like... All of the new characters that they've brought into the Afro story have all just been so interesting. And I'm like, you know, you generally going into a comic book where the title character you know, with with a title character, you know, um, that poster. Oh, my gosh. That is so freaking cool. I just saw that that cover that you sent right. me. That is really cool. It kind of looks like. <laughs> Sorry, one of those '80s family portraits where you have like the the one in the background <laughs> yeah. picture in the front. <laughs> Sorry, um, but anyway, no. There's there's been moments where you're like, oh, they're not gonna they're not gonna kill off the title character, and then you reach things that you're like, oh wait, are they gonna freaking like I I'm like I know she's gonna be fine, right, right, but but they they leave doubt they leave doubt in my mind a lot and. With a character whose whose general story arc is, hey, let's put her in a situation and then have her um, outsmart because she's a very, very intelligent um, archaeologist. Let's have her outsmart everybody, outwit and con people into saving her own skin at the end of the day. When that's the general format you can count on. And they give you situations where they're like, I genuinely don't know how you're going to get out of this. Um, it's always, it's, it's, it's fun. It's a very fun, fun uh, series. I love that I get to cover it for ProAxiom and just amazing. Amazing. Just, yeah, I think. It's such a good series. For, for me, I really love Afro as a character because it's just, we never really get that like historical aspect sometimes. Like we get bits and pieces of it. Like I like the, um, the Imperial and Rebels, who goes through the artwork with yeah. um, Sabine when they go for the what between worlds, um, but I really love yeah like she gets to dive into so much of like the history of like things and the ancient like I prefer it was like ancient ancient history rather than like yeah. old Republic stuff because it's just so out there and like weird and like medieval and I think what's really cool with Afro is that 
it's kind of like a mixture of Han and Indiana Jones together. Yeah. Where like she has the sort of like she walks into a room and everyone's like, oh god, here it is. Like everyone she's met has like a, a sour taste in their mouth because of having known her. Oh yeah. Um, which is really make it a fun. little bit a little bit more uh a little more devious, a little more a little more evil, but not completely. She sometimes almost tries to be good. <laughs> yeah, but it's also that in the uh, Jones like nature of like she does actually care about like the history and the artifacts and stuff. Doesn't mean that she's always like protective of it. Like she's just there to make a profit, but um, it's just a fun character to like be with. And I think it's the character that I feel like if you're going to adapt from the comics. I know like we see like Black Crescent and people like that, but I feel like if you're going to adapt a comic character for like their own series, it would definitely be really good one to pick Afra because it's so fun you have all these props from so many like star wars product like shows now like different eras it'd be perfect for her to like imagine all like the props and stuff that you have from the acolyte you could just easily use that absolutely in story absolutely and like you can't sit there and tell that tell me that wise kraken star wars indiana jones devious person is not going to be fun to watch every week Come on now. Of course she is. It's going to be amazing. But no, I wish. And I wish. Every time I read the book, I just hear Chloe Bennett's voice. So I, I beg, <laughs> beg Disney, please cast Chloe Bennett as Afra because that would be fantastic. Honestly, I would love that. I think that'd be excellent casting. She's got the absolute, like, perfect snark level down for it. It'd be so good. Well, let's crack through these last bits of news items and then we'll dive into our thoughts on the latest episode of Kenobi. Uh, GQ magazine interviewed Ewan McGregor this week. I don't know if you saw those images. Oh, you bet your butt I did. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, it's a a really great piece. I recommend reading it on gqmagazine.co.uk. But the (laughs) the best part of the interview, in my opinion is the fact that they drop a bombshell, I guess, which is that um, he uh, he's read fanfic oh. from people. I, I am so... And he's not only has he read fanfic from people, like homoerotic Anakin and Obi-Wan fanfic, not only has he read it, fans have sent it directly to him to read fans have sent it to him you are doing the lord's work star wars fans okay you let me down a lot but not in this way thank you for directly mailing him fan fiction i'm i'm so proud of y'all good job um there's also a really beautiful moment where he kind of talks about his life a little bit um which i think was really interesting um i don't know if you've seen about his daughters but um he, like, some of his oldest daughters, I feel like, have been doing, like, loads of, like, film stuff and, like, storytelling. And, and um, it says, uh, McGregor had mentioned that he recently made a film with his oldest daughter, Clara. You Sing Loud, I Sing Louder. A film that she conceived and developed with a screenwriter. They shot it last autumn in New Mexico, and it's currently in post-production. When we meet, McGregor hasn't talked about it publicly before. He became involved in the project a few years ago when he saw Clara in New York City. She tells me that she'd come up with an idea about writing about us. At first I was a bit nervous. 
I didn't know what that meant. The story would be a road trip, a father driving his daughter to rehab. I got the script while I was making Halston. I sat down to read it and I was blown away. It was a beautiful story about us. There's things that aren't accurate or are bent, but they are still a reflect our estrangement for a while. Then they say, did you drive your daughter? And he goes to a facility? No, that's fictional. The drive is fictional, but for a couple of years, we sort of lost her. So the storyline is about realizing that she needs the help of her father's trying to give. Along the way, the relationship is healed somewhat. He looks at me, pained, but also joyful. I was so impressed by the story, by the humor. There's a sort of recognition in it that made me very proud, and at the same time felt very close to her. I felt like she understood more than I thought. Um, This is like a recognition of your position. Uh, He says, my position, but also stuff about parenting somebody who's in trouble. It's a fucking horrible, difficult decision to be in. You're so scared of what could happen. You would do anything in the world to stop losing them. The film was shot with a small crew. He loved the production's modesty, the relationship between him and his scene partner. We play father and daughter, he says. It's a reflection of us and our story. I was really impressed with her as an actor. It was just the most remarkable experience to be acting with her. Aww. And it says, do you, do you see ways that she's an actor that reflect how you are as an actor? And he goes, I do, because she just allowed herself. We didn't discuss the scenes too much beforehand. And that's what I'm like. I'm not very interested in talking about stuff before I do it. But Gregory is suddenly vulnerable. A divorce in the family is a time, is a bomb going off in everyone's life, my children's lives. He says that sort of healing that of that is ongoing. None of this is easy for him to talk about. It isn't his inclination. For the amount of time McGregor spends in front of the cameras, he's a private person. He doesn't crave attention. I remember something uh, Kamal Nanjiani told me about working with McGregor. When the cameras aren't rolling, he's just Ewan. It really struck me one specific moment. He had a very emotional scene, and in between he was hanging out. I said, do you need a moment? He was like, nope. <laughs> Some people you <laughs> want to work with, Paul Focus, he just says that. I thought that was a really just beautiful moment of him like opening up a little bit about... Um, I mean, we all know naturally, like, the, yeah. the, that was the big thing about him, you know. Yeah, it's been, it was Emeritus a tough time. Winstead and, yeah. And it's very, it's very easy for the internet to be, um, you know, to roll with someone's life based on just bits and pieces of context without taking it into account that these are actually people's lives and... You know, like, I remember Clara McGregor and, like, people, some of his daughters posting, like, angry stuff at their dad because, funnily enough, when you're a real-life person, that's what you do with family. Yeah, family believe it or not. <laughs> like, wow. So, you're not always happy with members of your family 100% of the time. They do stuff that pisses you off, but you still love them. That's wild concept. Oh, wait, that's normal. <laughs> absolutely. And it's, uh, it's think, unfortunate yeah. that it happened under the lens of all of this you know you can't just bottle everything inside it's unrealistic to expect anybody to do that even when your family's in the spotlight you know it's crazy i mean even we do it and we're like nothing <laughs> we're not even on the scale yeah. of you mcgregor but if we were to be like completely open all the time it'd be a mess god it really would be Jesus. scare all of y'all we should away. do it uh, mm, i don't know about all that noise don't worry, they'll never find the body clap. We're fine. <laughs> we hit it well enough. I think so. <laughs> we did a good job. Uh, one last bit of news, which I think that, I don't know if you've heard about this, but I thought it was really interesting. Um, dropped today, actually. 
and that is that uh, Stranger Things, this is according to Metro.co.uk, um, Stranger Things star Millie Bobby Brown is in secret talks with Disney for £12 million Star Wars role. That's wild. So yeah, Millie Bobby Brown is reportedly circling the idea of heading to a galaxy far, far away as her time on Netflix's fantasy juggernaut Stranger Things starts to draw to a close. The 18-year-old is said to have already held secret talks with Star Wars executives about a possible future in the universe, which is likely to come with a multi-million dollar deal. Her and her father and manager Robert are also apparently already friendly with franchise boss Kathleen Kennedy, helpfully. Millie is currently starring as Eleven on season four of the nostalgic yet creepy hit TV show that shot at the stardom in 2016. She reportedly earns £1,818,000 per episode, having taken £250,000 for each episode in season three. The Star Wars deal could easily be worth $15 million, that's £12.2 million, whether it's a film or TV series is an easy decision for Disney due to a huge appeal to younger audiences, according to The Mirror. It's very interesting. I mean, there's always been those, you know, there's been those rumors for a long time where she's like, I'd love to play a young Leia. And now we have a young Leia. But she's the age of Leia when we meet her. So it's like, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I don't think that's the route that they'll probably go. Um, I think she'd be excellent. But... You know, also, if I get more Leia stories, I wouldn't be mad. But also, whoever she shows up and, you know, just is and is, I think I think that she's a fantastic actress, whatever it is. I know she's going to do justice to. And I trust in Lucasfilm, I trust, especially after the Kenobi series. They 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 know a thing or two. They know what they're doing. I think that she's already shown off that she's got the hand acting down. <laughs> you know the float, the floaty hand acting. That's all you really need for Star Wars, right? Yeah, exactly. She's got some Jedi mind tricks on all of us. My goodness. Yeah, the trauma done. Hand <laughs> acting done. Um, yeah, no, I think it'd be really cool. No, she's a great actor. Um, yeah, I'm really intrigued to see what they will do actually because. If it's Leia, that'd be interesting. Like you said, never, never not gonna watch a Leia series, right? Um, I know as well that it, we've seen them before. I think it was in season between season three, maybe season two. Uh, they did like um, the stars of Stranger Things. They're like Halloween, and I think Millie Bobby Brown dressed as Leia. She did, and, and Sadie Sink dressed as Ray. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see those because that whole cast are like Star Wars fans. No, Gaten Matarazzo keeps Huge bringing out fan. how much she loves the prequels every every year, which is great. Um, I know Joe Keery obviously joked about Star Wars before, so yeah, it'd be really cool to see that cast is very talented. It's a really well cast show, so the more the merrier. Yeah, it really and it amazes me how good they were at how young they cast him and how much better even i feel like they're all growing into the you, you've watched them grow as people and as actors and they're just yeah i'm just it's just they done good they done good at casting and 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 nurturing this young talent and i'm excited to see where they go and hopefully it is to a star war miss millie so yeah cool cool 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's all we've got in terms of news this week. So why don't we just dive into what everyone wants to hear, which is our thoughts on episode five of Obi Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus. Claire, <laughs> people know. I mean, if you're listening to this, actually, this is the first episode of the show that we've ever released on YouTube properly. So if you're a YouTube like watcher of the Imperial Snip podcast and you didn't listen to the show before, welcome. For a Welcome. Start. Um, yeah. This is what the show's like. It's chaotic. It's mad. It's ridiculous. And we're going to be, yeah, I think intrigued to say that obviously your reactions to what happened in this episode are <laughs> online. You can watch them now. If you're an audio listener, check them out on YouTube. You were pretty shocked. You, I mean, we, we were all shocked, but you can see you being shocked. Well, you know, um, growing up in my in my uh, my teen and tween days, I was a big fan of the My Chemical Romance. And to quote the very first song I ever heard from them, I'm not okay. I'm not O-fucking-K. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, oh my God. I think that, I think that we can all agree that what an emotional roller coaster. We have, we see so many, like, and we know now generally kind of where in what direction this finale is going where this story is going to end sort of but there's still so many questions there they left i'm just i'm so i'm so overwhelmed with everything with how well it's going with how in just i i'm having a hard time articulating how i'm feeling and i think that if you saw that reaction video you can see why i'm still it's still raw I've rewatched it a couple times and every time it still hits me in the same way. And I, yeah, I just, I, I can't believe wh- how they, I can't believe they've done this. <laughs> I, <laughs> the pain. I, I'll say this, like, I think your inarticulation in, is in itself articulation. Like the, the fact that you can't explain it. Can you use that excuse for me at work? That'd be cool. Yeah. Cool. The reason Thanks. why she's not doing any work is because she's doing work so well. Exactly. Like, okay. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll say this. Um, yeah, watching it, I watched the episodes at work because it's on a Wednesday and I have to wait until like 12. I go downstairs and I spend my lunch hour just watching Kenobi and it's the best. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. I felt like a six-year-old again. I I was back in my mental mind all the way back to London having the um the magnetic action figure flip. Fucking, yeah. Do you remember those? The little yeah. magnet feet Kenobi um with mullet. Yep, I, <laughs> I absolutely little, do. My little Anakin Lego set. I just just drove me I was just over the moon. But what I will say actually is that um my parents have been watching Kenobi, but they, they watched the first two episodes when we was in America. And then they just haven't caught up recently. So we watched all three episodes, episode three to five last night together. Oh, back to back? And back to back. And Ouch. it was such a it was such a joy just to see my mum my mum and dad's reactions because it was like you know. To quote um, the illustrious Captain Tarple's ouch time. Like yeah. holy cow. <laughs> and I, I, I live tweeted some of the stuff that happened, like reaction wise, with my parents. So I'm going to read. Some oh no! <laughs> um, so last night, this is at eight thirty-six p.m. But my parents are catching up on episode three of Kenobi. 
As Vader and Ben are fighting, my mum says, I'm not even a massive fan, but this is like being an extra Christmas. This is like being given an extra Christmas day. That is is so cute. Episode four just died. My mum is the bit where you know Kenobi and Anakin are in the tanks, like struggling. My mum says, are the little Uber people going to show up? (laughs) (laughs) That's how you know she's your mother. (laughs) (laughs) I I said, I wish. I was like, I wish. We all wish. We love those Polis Masa droids. Oh my God. Ooh, freaking bah. That's right, Mama Ashby. That's right. And then episode five started and she started crying. Oh no. She's like, I can't believe I'm seeing this. Like, it, the, the idea of seeing Anakin and Obi Wan at that age again just was too much. It was like TSC. And I felt the same. I was like, oh. Well, so I don't know if this is true, but when I watched it last night, it felt like the the, the CG has been affected, although they've like improved it slightly. I don't know if it's because I'm watching it on the big screen now, but it looks much better. Yeah, I think that might be part of it. I think that could definitely be part of it. But, I mean, yeah. For me, that was just so much... Go- Do you know what? It's the small things as well. I think I talked about this on Twitter again last night as well. I I love a good redemption story. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. Um, if you didn't, I'd, I'd be concerned, story. people. How do you not love a good redemption story? And there was a really good redemption story in that episode. A really yeah. good one. And you know what I'm talking about, right? I believe I do. Now, what is it then? Are you talking about Tala? No, I'm talking about uh, the fact that we get to see Anakin's lightsaber again for the I first time you. since Attack of the Clones. I hate you. He, it's redeemed. Why do, why do you hate me? It's th- we finally get to see that epi- that lightsaber in more than just one film. And in that film, he drops it. He destroys it. It's it's disrespected, Claire. It's disrespected. And in this one, we get to get, spend more time with it. I he, feel it disrespected gets- by this metaphor. I can't. I'm not joking. I'm glad that they've got more time to shine. Is that why you're angry? You're like, what the fuck is wrong? Claire, the saber looks like Vader's, but it's not. I know, (laughs) but it's not. It's cool. It's cool. No, honestly, it was really cool to see that. Because it it was funny. I don't know about you, but did your brain have that immediate thought when you saw them? You're like, when does this take place? Is this like after episode two? And then you're like, oh, dummy. He's got two hands. (laughs) Of course, it's before episode two. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, we lose the lightsaber in episode two. That went through my brain. Um, Well, actually, I'll be honest with you. When I realized that we were on Coruscant dueling in the Jedi Temple, not a lot went through my brain other than like... That's true. Knee stroke. Um, But other than that... The the ovary production started working. Oh my god, yeah. I was Miss Fertile. It's like Attack of the Clones. It's a little Natalie Portman running inside you, like, dieting. (laughs) Something wonderful has happened. I got a flashback (laughs) from Attack of the Clones era, Luke and Obi-Wan and Anakin. I'm pregnant. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) The Force works in mysterious ways, you know? Um, (laughs) But yeah. It just happened. It just happened. It really did just happen. Oh, God. And someone pointed out that obviously he's he's staring at Padme's apartment, which I didn't click. Oh, my that head. didn't click with me either. Oh. Which is, you know, it makes me laugh though, because it's kind of like, 
I, my mind works in two ways. There's the comedic part of my brain and then like the emotional like storytelling part of my brain. And my storytelling part was like, that's really beautiful. It's the fact that, you know, obviously he still cares about Padme and it, you know, reiterates his feelings of what he says in episode two. The other part of my brain was like, can you imagine if it's like, I haven't seen her for 10 years, master. And he's like, Anakin, you looked at her this morning. <laughs> I saw you with those binoculars. You creepy fuck. <laughs> I <laughs> see it's funny that you say that you have like the storytelling part I don't have that part of my brain I just have the part of my brain that I so I feel things and then I deflect with humor so I understand that the joke making part of it so I'm like oh this Basket. is too much this is too much make a joke insert insert high ground joke here um uh. <laughs> it's basically how I roll you could feel you know how Obi-Wan could feel a million people dying on Alderaan yes with the Obi-Wan mullet and the young Hayden smile, I could feel a million, billion uh, women who were, who, were, who were raised at the prequels all collectively <laughs> getting excited. <laughs> oh, God. Like, like you said, something wonderful has happened. <laughs> I could feel a million women ovulating out of their normal time. <laughs> <laughs> Like, <laughs> the mullet her basal body temperature it's changing it's the rat tail <laughs> the rat tail just does it for us for us prequel ladies of the prequel generation that smile that damn smile oh that damn smile that damn everything come on now come on now i was just so happy that when we got that flashbook flashback it like everyone's talking about the rat tail and the padawan braid but the mullet the only mullet i will accept Right there. Right there. It's fantastic. And they look so good. I know people are like, but they look like they're 40. I'm like, well, that's because they are. They are. Um, <laughs> you know, I feel like, yes, de-aging is fantastic, but also there is a, a part of your brain that has to accept that um, this is a story. It's not actually like them yeah. filmed 20 years ago. You have to put, you know, expectations down a little bit because you know what happens when you de-age somebody at least in Mm -hmm. my brain when i watch the when i watch the movie and or show my brain upon the first watch through doesn't go i'm interested in the story i'm listening to the story i'm listening to the story my brain goes to wow they look really good or they look really weird or i'm just staring at their face because they look so different it takes me out personally so i get why they wouldn't because upon my first watch through, I'd rather listen to what they're saying and see, uh, hey, Obi-Wan, how didn't you catch all those red flags in this conversation? Um, then sit there and go, oh, my God, are they – how did – like, wow, they did a good or bad job. It is funny, isn't it, when you look at the scene with Anakin uh, – sorry, Obi-Wan and Padme. It's like, Anakin's turned to the dark side. And they're both like, oh. And it's like – in this scene, he's straight up saying murder's great. And then the scene with Padme on Naboo, he's like, I think dictatorship's a good idea. <laughs> it's like, who, who could have seen this coming? Oh, also, there's no way after these dueling sessions, Obi-Wan, that when you saw Anakin, you know, you know, uh, killing younglings, like, that's not, there's no way. Um, mm. Maybe there is. I think to be there were fair, a couple warning signs. To we be see fair, the best he was love, he was nineteen. 
You know, he's very horny. He's a Jedi, so he's not allowed to blow his load too much. <laughs> it's not until he gets married. But he, he, have you noticed that when he gets married to Padme, his hair grows out, he's calmer, he's kinder, he's like <laughs> down to earth, he's a war hero. That is what regular sex <laughs> will do to you. Your skin, your acne will clear up, your hair will grow longer and, and more luscious, you know. It's it's true. It is true. Yeah. A bit of fanny and you're good to go. Yeah, you'll drop a couple pounds. You'll be all you'll be all lean <laughs> from all the additional cool. physical <laughs> exercise. Do you think it's that in the true. new canon the ice scar is just Padme like grabbing on <laughs> Dang It's the metal hand. It's the metal hand that helps. They're just role playing some you. aggressive negotiations or something. Yeah. Bye rating hand Claire. that's true that is that is our head canon. if you guys haven't heard if you're new if you've been brought to this episode by the obi-wan kenobi series um that is head canon. once he gets the robot hand he has it has to have a vibrating function come on why, why do you think she stays with him why exactly there's so many warning signs why do you think she sticks around that's like, why. yeah, he kind of is into fascism, but he, <laughs> yeah, but he I'm can a make her scream. He's a fascist. Oh, that was that totally wouldn't be a deal breaker at all. Vibrating hand. But he's oh, cute. He is cute. And you can make though. her come, which is all you really need. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Eh. The bar is set pretty low, but many cannot attain it. So I get it. I get it, Padme. I get it. And he and he starts each session by saying this is where the fun begins. So you know that he's going, like, he's, he's happy about it. This is where the fun begins. Let's make some twins, baby. Next time, that'll that'll be what I play in the background. Let me set the mood with a little music. That'd be great. That would be great. That would totally yeah, change can't. the dynamic of the situation. The stakes would be elevated for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just drop your pants like when Darth Maul, the Bart Darth Maul lightsaber ignition scene happens. <laughs> I feel <Hola>! like <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. God. And when you're finished, now you just I'm hold them in your it. hands. I hate it. I hate it. When you finish, you hold the, your partner in your hands and go, Master. Oh, God. Train the boy. <laughs> Train. You know what? If I had a nickel for how many times I've had to sell myself, Master, train the boy. And that's... No, no you, hear the, you hear the new Obi-Wan version, which is, Master, he's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. So yeah, stupid. stupid. But that's what the show's about. Stupidity. Um, <laughs> apart from that, though, a lot of emotional <laughs> things happen in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that comment I made earlier about when I feel emotions, I deflect with jokes? Here we are. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Um, like you said, we lost Tala. We lost Ned. Ned B. That one really hurt. The Tala That really hurt moment. because we've, we've met him. <laughs> yeah, we have met. Yeah, we've played the... Yeah, yeah. So if you don't know, uh, the guy, the person who plays Ned B was at Celebration. Yeah. In like amazing drag outfits. Amazing Um, drag outfits. Like we saw like a Baby Yoda one, which was incredible. Amazing. That's Ned B. That's freaking Ned B. That's Ned B, man. And he protects her before he 
dies. Sweet Ned B. That and was, you know that. Ugh. You know that's going to influence Leia. You just know it. Of course it will. Sweet Ned B. We finally get the thing that we always predicted, which is that obviously um, Reva is a, um, a youngling from Order 66. Which, you know, like we said before, there's one thing saying it and one thing seeing it. And those sequences were so horrifying. Yeah. I, I, again, surprised by how, like, like Disney are showing as much as they can. Yeah. Like, killing the younglings was terrifying. That was a lot. Yeah. The, when... the look at Anakin's face. So, it didn't make the reaction video. But the very first thing in the episode, when you see the content warning... um. <laughs> There, 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 that was the first reaction from Mel and I in the in the reaction video was we saw the content warning and we both went, oh, fuck, no, no, no. <laughs> so we're like, no, this one's going to really hurt. And it and it did. And it really did. It's I true. was not, not really. The most fucked up thing was the, the shot when he kills her. And it's the, um, you know, it's the... <laughs> It's the double saber slice, but they, they cut between Anakin and Vader, and he just you're like that's the same guy. It just hits into your head, and you're like, God damn it, this sucks. It sucks on like, every it, level. Also, she's been stabbed by this dude twice now, and like the Grand Inquisitor said, revenge does. I'm paraphrasing, I think. Revenge does wonders for the will to live. Revenge does wonders for the will to live, third sister. I love. I I, I love Rupert love, Friend. I, I, Holy Rupert cow! Rupert Friend's the best. You you see me like I've been so excited about the series just for Rupert Friend for like months, and he 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 not only did not only did he exceed my expectations, he he's just done like leaps over them. His voice, the pettiness of the Grand Inquisitor, is fan- I could eat off that that shot of them both staring down. It's just two petty boys, two petty <laughs> boys who refuse to die. <laughs> out of like you know the lulls and it's just yeah it's like that that opening shot is just hilarious like I think our other co-host Nikki who's not with us this week um did a great tweet I don't know if you saw his tweet about this I'm, um, I'm so bad I'm not on I'm not very good on on the no, Twitter I get, yeah I, I don't know but I don't know if I've shared it or not um and <laughs> he uh, our good friend Nikki our co-host Nikki um, tweeted a um, <laughs> I keep laughing it's he just put me walking up to the counter to carry out a hot and ready pepperoni from Little Caesars and this is the, cl- the clip he attached oh wait you can't hear it wait one second so it says uh, me walking up to the counter to carry out a hot and ready pepperoni from Little Caesars and the clip is <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I love the way he says hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I our good friends Scotty and Jerry over at the Bombad cast. Um I I was uh in the chat for their episode this week and they just played the clip of him saying hello so many times and it just made me laugh so hard go back and watch this week's bomb cast as well it was really good but if you want to like snort laugh at them inserting hello into ridiculous places it was good they 
that episode they did recently again like claire says check them out they're on youtube they're great um (laughs) search bomb bad cast it's the majority of that episode is just clips (laughs) the the tom cruise one (laughs) oh my god i know what's he call himself what does he call himself the muffin master the muffin master (laughs) i just and i just want them to know i'll tell them after we're done recording but i will put it immortalized in the episode as well I saw Top Gun Maverick yesterday, and I'm going to be honest with you, the Muffin Master was in my head the entire time. <laughs> the entire time. Oh, That's God. beautiful. Yeah. That's how you do it. Yeah. And it was, it was, thank you for inserting yourself into that movie. Also, I want to give a shout out to Top Gun Maverick, because I don't care for the original Top Gun. I think it's perfectly fine. I'm glad that people like it. It's just been overdone by people who annoy me. Um, however, this one was good. Top Gun Maverick was a good movie. It was better than the first one, I'd say. And oh. even more so, at one point in the movie, it made me laugh, and I was the only one laughing, because, of course, they did a slowed-down emotional orchestral version of the chord progression in Danger Zone for an emotional moment. And I just need to let you know, I died. <laughs> Reader, I died. Because nothing gets me like, ah, oh, in the feels quite like Kenny Loggins <laughs> and Danger Zone. <laughs> wow. It was it was a lot. I'm like, this is the chord progression to Danger Zone, but slowed down and sad. Oh, my God. <laughs> so listen for that, kids, next time you go. Incredible. Anyway, Star Wars. Um, yeah, you'll have to show me because I have no interest in seeing Top Gun. Um, <laughs> it was good. It was good. Yeah, I'm not American, so I don't really care about. The See, Air I Force. don't like the first Top Gun, though. I'm not a I'm not a fan of it, but I enjoyed this quite a bit. And I really okay, don't I like Miles Teller, but I still enjoyed this movie. Or Tom Cruise. Yeah. I don't like Tom Cruise either. He's a weird Scientologist. But I don't mind Tom Cruise. He's alright. Oh, I can't. I can't handle Tom Cruise. He looks like, like Mission Impossible. He looks like like Ernie from the Muppets in profile. And people What's think wrong he's with Ernie. He's not hot. How dare you? I'm sorry, Ernie. That's an insult to the LGBTQ community. Jesus. You just insulted like Happy Pride Ernie. Month. Happy Pride yeah. Month, everyone. Disrespectful. But, um <laughs> Jesus. Apparently he's really nice to like he's like really good to like crew members and like cast members and like stuff like that. And he gained a little bit more respect from me in terms of the. Uh, do you remember that video got released about him and the mask protocol stuff? Mm. I don't think I so saw yes. it. I did oh, not. He's like shouting at people for like not following the mask mandate properly, and, like risking people's lives and you know, the crew. That's good. Which is good. But this isn't Tom Cruise. What the fuck's going on? Um, this isn't a Tom Cruise podcast. This is no, a Star Wars. it's not a Top Gun podcast. Thank God. Thank God for that. <clears throat> um, Speaking of the Danger Zone, let's talk about <laughs> this entire episode. <laughs> what did you think about the Vader sequence? Because I saw your I saw your face wince when it happened in the in the reaction. <laughs> um, are you not a fan of that? No. It took me out. It, okay. it took me out. Um, and I think referring to pulling the ship out of the sky. Is that what you're talking about? Me wincing at? Yes. Sorry. Yeah. To clarify. Yeah. So 
my head went to Twitter. Um, my my head went to Twitter and everybody complaining that, you know, like what's with these weak fools? Vader could pull a star destroyer out of the sky. In, uh, why am I blanking? Force unleashed, kind of. Yeah. Basically, I just my my I had immediate flashbacks to annoying people coming into my mentions on Twitter who are now vindicated. Is basically was my was basically how I felt. I immediately went, oh, there's so many annoying people on the internet that are gonna feel like they won an argument with me back in 2016. Yeah, um, it's like a Star Wars fairy fan bono. Yeah, that's that was that was basically my wincing, which is unfortunate that like real life people have taken because that like I'll I'll be it like without that that immediate context, you know, like obviously Mel Mel's not involved in, in, in the rest of that. And when she watched, obviously it was a cool reaction. It was a very cool reaction. And I loved that they got away by faking Vader out on the sneaky little ship behind the ship but um yeah yeah it did take me out of it a little bit but immediately put me right back into it um because uh that fight between Riva and Vader um dope. was so dope and like to me as a very very proud cat owner of a cat whose name bears the name of a Sith lord um it literally reminded me of cat has caught mouse or cat has caught a bug, has got a bug caught and just is playing with it before it eats it. Like before yeah, it kills the it. Same thing it's just the, like uh, he's the, batting the her comments. around like a little mouse. It's like, Bye. it's a lion. It's a lion. It wants to play. It It wants the challenge. It doesn't, it, it can easily just, that's the thing that people are like, why don't you just kill her? I'm like, you don't understand. It's the same I'm with it's like, <laughs> It wants the challenge. It wants to have the. It wants to like exert its energy. It wants to exert himself. Otherwise, what's the point? That's why he throws the saber down. It's like, come on, let's make something out of this. Maybe you can surprise me. Obviously, that doesn't happen. Yeah, he wins, and that's part. Of, that's what makes Vader even more intriguing and more evil. Because it's it's you know it's not. It doesn't mean that he's weak. It's it's not. It's actually the opposite. It's a testament to his strength. He's so confident in the fact that he could destroy her within a second that he is willing to just you know make something more out of it for his own enjoyment. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's so like. As, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. As for the um, the ship sequence, I think for me, like part of it, like part of the, the train had left the station in 2019 when Ray starts to do it. So I yeah. kind of like, my guard has been let down a little bit in terms of that. Like, okay, I guess that's what we're doing now. Um, I think for me it was because it was Vader. And then he I think it was Vader, yeah. does it. You know? For me though, I think the thing that I, the reason why I let it go was one, obviously yes, regardless of the people on Twitter, that would be like, see? This is what everyone you see for the longest time. I'm like, all right, calm down. Um, for me, it still looks cool, <laughs> which is always awesome. It does. Um, but the other thing that stood out for me is that, one, you hear the exertion in Vader's voice, so you know it's not a simple thing for him to do. It's, it, it seems very, like, hate-driven. Like, this is a, this is Kenobi he's after. Like, if it was anyone else, I don't know if he'd be able to have the power to do it. 
So it's exertion in terms of like it really takes it out of him. Two, there's no one on the ship. So it's very yeah. much, you know, the weight distribution is different. And three, just the effects of the, like, the doors ripping off. That was cool. Pretty easily. That felt very fallen order to me. You know, that scene where you have to run away and he's like ripping, like just throwing like shards of metal, like the yeah. hatred and the, the rage. I think that does a good job explaining, like, you know, not explaining, but like being a metaphor for the rage that Vader has at this time. Um, and it, you know, to counterpoint the, the mellow he has in episode four, because there's no one to challenge them really anymore. It's, he's had years of having to just basically chill out now because. There's no one on that scale to challenge him, which is why with Kenobi's, you know, they have the little duel together. And it's not until Luke comes into the picture where he has to sort of like step his game up a little bit more. Yeah. So I enjoyed that aspect of it. I really liked, like you said, like the can mouse game with Vader, like not using the saber. Get to see more of the um, Inquisitor's lightsaber was pretty cool. Yeah. I love that we got to see all of the different functions of the Inquisitor's lightsaber. And on top well, of not that. All of them. Uh, well, not all of them. We got we got a we got a live action heli saber. Suck it, rebel haters. Um, Star Wars rebels haters. Um, but which we need I to still see it, think though. the heli saber is a little bit ridiculous. But I love the idea of Vader stopping it. My only so issue good. with this episode is that rather than walking in to to, to taunt Reva, um, the Grand Inquisitor should have flown in like Mary Poppins. Can you imagine <laughs> him flying saber? in from like the Mary top? Poppins, Could you imagine what people would say? And then going, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But I'm also glad that you mentioned, um, I'm glad that you mentioned Jedi Fallen Order because even more so than the ship moment, I really felt that um, the duel between Reva and, um, between Reva and Darth Vader was very much reminiscent of Jedi Fallen Order. That moment where you've yeah. come face to face with Vader for a bit. It was, uh, I, that's what I felt in my heart when that happened. I was like, come on, that's cool. This is mm, neat. This is neat, guys. Anyway, Star Wars, man. Yeah, Star Wars is pretty good. God, I've got to admit. Yeah, um, kind of a fan. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, I really love, yeah, just everything about that sequence. The pettiness of Ada, like having known that she's the Padawan, uh, the, sorry, the youngling for years, and him and the Grand Inquisitor just milking her for all she's worth just to get Kenobi out. Fantastic. Very petty. Very Sith. Fantastic. Um, we love a petty, and then petty woman. We have the cliffhanger, which is the big, you know, the big worry, which is that. Bell sends a message to Kenobi earlier in the episode saying that, and Dang this is the thing that really, yeah, first of all, don't drop shit when you're running, okay? Be very Come careful. On. But the thing I actually really loved, and I think proves to me just how much I love these characters and the, the post, because you know, when you watch Revenge of the Sith, of course, they're doing a lot in terms of like looking after Leia and looking after Luke, the, the, the Lars's and the Organas. But what was really beautiful is the fact that they actually like they love both the children. It's not just a this is my child, this is my child. It is this is um, our children, but yeah. also this is Padme's children, our friend. This is Anakin's children, our brother. Um, and so there is that scene where Bell says, "I haven't heard back from you and about Leia. 
I, I swear to God, I hope she's not lost. But I will go off to help protect Luke yeah. and help Owen. And that really like hit me emotionally because it's like this man. It's not a case of like this is my child, this is your child. This is Padme's child, kids. and he's going to go off and save him. And that was like, because <laughs> they were there, they were all there in that little, you know, Polis Masson midwifery <laughs> uh, <laughs> unit. The feelings. It's so true. You know, they're so quick to, it's not just about my kid, your kid. You're, you're so right. And I was so scared for so many reasons, which is why I don't think that Riva's going to survive the next episode, no matter what happens. Um, and the only reason I say that is because she knows that Bail Organa is a senator in the Empire who um, is uh, harboring children illegally, who is giving safe, you know, is safely hiding some children from the law. And uh, I just have a feeling that we're not going to let that slide. I don't know. But maybe. I don't know. But she, she might I mean, go, Maybe she could be good by the end of it. I don't really foresee that happening. But what do I know? Yeah. I'm intrigued to see where they go. I don't think I don't think the episode is going to be completely about Obi-Wan versus Reva. I don't think that's the case. No, I don't I either. feel like the maybe like the beginning of the episode or even maybe like a B plot in terms of like maybe what I want to see actually is I don't want to see Obi-Wan save Luke. I want to see Owen and um Bell and Baru protect Luke. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. And then Luke I think would be so like, oh too. shit. But also I think it's very hard. You can't repeat yourself sometimes the plot points a lot of the time. Um I I just I think it might be too much if another dark side wielding uh user finds out about Luke, goes off to potentially ruin that plot and then having to kill them. Because yeah. how many people do you think Obi-Wan's buried in that fucking desert? <laughs> like, yeah. Do you think they dig it up? There's like 26 dark side users, including Maul, who it's are not like, just oh, lightsabers. Like not just lightsabers buried in that desert there. <laughs> Loads of corpses. Like, <laughs> I'm terrible at my job. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe she really wants some like desert meat. And Ben will be like, I can get you some. Some desert meat. I don't know what to call it. It's just desert meat, right? <laughs> it's desert meat. Somebody said it was like meat cake. And I'm like, that's odd. Meat cake? Yeah, I'm like, I what? I have so many questions about meat cake. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Why, where the fuck do they get meat cake from? I don't know. It doesn't look very cakey to me. Do they think anything, steak it is looks meat like... cake? Do they think just raw meat is steak <laughs> <laughs> meat cake? So, if, <laughs> is it like... I know. I saw meat cake and I was very confused as well. But I was sitting there like, um, do you mean to tell me that if somebody makes a meatloaf and slices off a piece of the meatloaf that that makes it meat cake? Is meatloaf actually meat cake? Is that what you're trying to say? I don't but know. Even then, it looks nothing like meatloaf. It doesn't look anything like meatloaf. It looks like meat. It looks, to... like, it looks like steak. Yeah, it just looks like cutting a, a piece off of the, the square tenderloin. Yeah. Base tenderloin. So I don't know. I don't know. Meat All cake? I, <laughs> I know. They, I'm glad that you're as baffled about meat cake as I am. Do they think like a deli or a butcher's is a meat cake shop? 
Instead of, <laughs> I'm not true. a big sweets person. Can I get a meat cake instead for my birthday? Like, what, what do, do they you think guys... actual cake is? Do they think they can have a rind <laughs> of, uh, can have a rind of, um, sponge icing? <laughs> I have to share this story because this makes me laugh. Um, I, I lived with, with some young men in the past. We were roommates and they oh, were like, no. man, I really want cookies right now. And, I and I, we had a really well stocked kitchen because I like to cook and I was like, I mean we don't have a lot for other. I'm like I mean I can make snickerdoodles and they're like, wait you can like make snickerdoodles from oh, scratch. No. Oh, I'm no. like, I'm like oh, no. you can make anything from scratch, <laughs> but snickerdoodles are like four ingredients, my friends, and we have all of them. What did you not know what a snickerdoodle is? Like you really? They're like I've never made cookies before that are i'm like what the i i anyway they didn't know what you know what it maybe it's more plausible to me now because they didn't know that snickerdoodles sorry more like five or six if you count like the cinnamon sugar but like really how old were these children were they like five no no they were they were 20s they were could they legally drink they could legally drink but I don't know how to make cookies. They didn't know bake. that that making cookies was basically flour, butter, eggs, sugar, cinnamon. What am I forgetting? Vanilla. Fantastic. Snickerdoodle. Obviously, yeah, you grow I'm cookies from time to time. <laughs> Not all cook. You do realize that in order to make the cookies that you that you cook from the the sleeve of cookie dough, somebody had to combine ingredients to make the cookie dough that goes in the sleeve. No, I think okay. you were living with the only people in the world <laughs> who would be surprised by how it's made. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Milk comes from a cow. The fuck? No way! Yeah, dude. Yeah, it does. <laughs> You'd be a good teacher. <laughs> I would be. See, no, 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 no. Here's the problem. I would be the worst teacher because I have no patience and I'm kind of an asshole some of the time. Okay, I'd be like. Guys, you're not fucking listening. Oh, I know. Understand what the cookies are. I am not a good teacher. I do not have patience. It would be bad. It would be very, very bad. Just saying. Anyway, that's incredible, though. What a story. Yeah, maybe that's that's the meat cake is more realistic now. Meat cake. I suppose uh, not make not knowing cookies work is canon. <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe, Maybe it is. is. Uh, well, that's all we've got time for this week, I think. <laughs> I, think I love um, that I that's mean... what we're ending on. <laughs> <laughs> well, what can you do? Um, Claire, where can people find you? <laughs> well, In your kitchen. <laughs> in my kitchen, knowing how to make cookies from scratch. Um, actually, please don't come find me in my kitchen. That would be frightening. But you can find me on the internet other places. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Cstribs. Um, basically, you can find me on Broaxium, Broaxium almost every Sunday night. I'm shooting the poodoo at 8 p.m. Central Time with the Broaxium gang, and I cover uh, Dr. Afra. So each new Dr. Afra comic, I do a quick shot preview for Broaxium. So be sure to go subscribe to the Broaxium YouTube channel. That's where our content shows up. And other than that, yeah, that's kind of where you can find me. How about you, Charlie? You went a bit Owen Wilson then. 
It's amazing how close Owen Wilson and Jennifer Coolidge sound to me sometimes. I'm sorry, but continue. Continue. Our good friend Allie does an incredible Amazing to die for Jennifer Coolidge. Dying. Hysterical. Yeah. Like, shout out to the people who walk past us at Disney's uh, Disneyland night. <laughs> we had to endure, like, me walking around doing Lightning McQueen and Ali doing Jennifer College. It's incredible. Um, More like yeah, you're you welcome. Them, <laughs> you're welcome, Disney. Um, you can follow me on the internet, uh, on Twitter, at C-M-W-A-S-H-P-Y, where I put loads of uh, nonsense on Twitter. Yay. Uh, on Instagram, I'm at Charlie M W Ashby. And basically everything else you can find me at is on my link tree on both of those platforms. So if you want to find me, just find me there. Uh, of course, the Imperial Set podcast every week. If you're listening to it now. Uh, if you're a YouTube watcher, thank you for joining us for the first time, potentially. Um, if you're not and you, you know, you listen to the show normally, again, thank you for watching us. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or any other platform that you listen on. We're now on App- uh, Amazon Music and Audible. So that's Yay. pretty cool. Yeah, but that's all we've got time for this week. We'll be back soon with more news and more nonsense and probably talking about nothing to do with Star Wars. But until then, may the force be with you. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Imperial Senate Podcast. If you would like to hear more from the Senators, please visit our website at imperialsenatepodcast.com. There you will find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, as well as our Discord server, Twitch, and YouTube channels. You can also email us at imperialsenatepodcast at gmail.com. And please consider leaving a review on your podcatcher of choice. Thanks, and may the Force be with you. Dissolve the council permanently. The last remnant.